0: Sweet. Hello. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, It's so great to be here with y'all. It has been, it's almost two years exactly since the first time that I talked to Nick about the open table and and made plans to come out to Kansas City for the first time. I ended up coming out to Kansas City like three times the first year that I came out because I was like, this place is great. Um, So it's exciting to be here with y'all. So we've already, y'all have already changed your pronouns. Um, So before we get started with anything, um, I'm asking everyone to take a couple minutes to find something in your space that is grounding or comforting. It could be like, I like the feel of this thing and it brings me back to my body or this reminds me of my mother or whatever the thing is. Something that is uh, like a, a talisman or something you can come back to to kind of ground you and bring you back to your body. And so take a couple minutes to do that. So you've got that on hand. Um, And also, if you want to, if it is helpful for you, um, we're going to have some time where there's going to be questions. And if you would like to have a paper and pencil so you can sketch things down, um, the questions will go into the chat and there will be time for you to process and to share in groups. But if that feels helpful to you to have paper and pen, um, go ahead and grab those as well. Once we get everybody back, um, we're actually gonna start by going into the breakout groups. We're gonna go break, go into breakout groups a few times tonight. Um, and so before we even really get started, get too deep into our ritual, um, we're gonna take some time in those breakout groups to share with the other people, just a real quick, uh, we'll maybe do two minutes to just share what your object is and uh, what about it kind of brings you comfort or grounds you um so we'll we'll start with that
1: I quickly grabbed I have two I'm actually gonna grab both of them um so I do performance art and I do a lot of stuff with glitter um I should probably find a more earth-friendly version of glitter soon because I I love it so much but I know it is so bad for the environment and so much plastic but after my shows when I have glitter I you know have to then clean up the venues, which is always a nightmare too. Um, but I try to save as much of the glitter after the shows. And so I have like two jars of glitter and also some sequins. Cause I performed it at an art gallery once and they're like, no, 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 You cannot, you cannot with sequin or with glitter. So I was like, well, sequins, that's like a good replacement. So there's also some sequins in here and some dried flowers from the, the shows as well. So I have these on a window seal right in front of where I'm currently at. Those are the objects that I chose. Um, I have
2: uh, right next to me, I have a bunch of these uh, paper hearts. And so my daughter likes to paint. Uh, She's two. And so I've been doing this thing where she'll just paint these big pages and then I'll throw them downstairs and I'll cut them into shapes. I think I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna do some stuff with them. I'm not sure what yet, but um, so anyway, that's what I have, and so of course that's very lovely. It reminds me of my daughter and and that lovely relationship and art and stuff. So that's right next to me. Um, I chose
3: my RBG. Um, candle um, and it's always on my desk and I'm embarrassed to say I've never had to I never want to light it because I never want it to go away <laughs> um, and so I don't light it but I love it and um, I love it because it was given to me by the open table leadership team and uh, Latia made it um And also when I look at RBG and I'm in my office and I'm working, this is where I am most of the day and where I do my real job. And it's also where I do most of my open table stuff, my nonprofit board stuff, uh, tutoring of um, a refugee I work with. Um, It is where I tutor people to help them with their citizenship tests. Um, so it reminds me that you can be um, a working mom and still be helping other people. Um, and it just is so inspirational to me, or she is. My uh, One of my friends got
2: my daughter a very uh, small little rooster. Bader Ginsburg doll like little stuffed beanbag doll so sometimes she'll like grab Ruth Bader
3: and be like and it's very cute (laughs) and I feel like she was little too like me
1: (laughs) I love that I love that so much Uh uh (laughs) I will say she that I think I because I have uh I don't know how Latia uh fastened the the photos to our candles but i have this candle that's like another saint candle i bought from a thrift store and it's it's pretty much empty now but i i realized that it's this beautiful candle it looks like it's stained glass but it's just it's just paper and they put something over the paper i don't know what it is but it is it is one of my favorites though so i'm like there's maybe a way you can like save the paper and use the candle and and put it on a new candle in the future maybe
3: That's a good idea.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Um, so tonight we're doing a ritual for breaking open, and um, this is comes from two places and and really uh, wanting to do a ritual for us to prepare for spring, which is coming. Uh, the spring equinox is next Sunday. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that, um, but also um, that this movement into spring uh, is inspired by um, this patron, this saint series that y'all have been doing and the saints that I chose are Asada Shakur uh, and Fannie Lou Hamer, and uh, naming these as the patron saints of unapologetic black femme liberation. And, uh, and so we call, um, we name these two folks. And if you are not familiar with Asada Shakur or Fannie Lou Hamer, I highly suggest you go out and, uh, and look more into their stories. We're not necessarily gonna get too deep into their stories here tonight, um, so much as we're just going to be pulling from um, some of their experiences and some of their words in order to guide us through this process. Um, but I will name that Asada Shakur is, um, an activist, poet, author, uh, who is living in exile in Cuba and who is the, the first woman on the FBI's most wanted list. Uh, and if you know much about the criminal justice system here in America, you can guess that's probably bogus, and it is. Um, and uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, um, we name as uh, an ancestor who has passed, um, but who was vital to um, to the civil civil rights movement in the 60s, uh, and specifically working with um, getting black folks uh, registered to vote, and as she calls it, uh, becoming first class citizens. Um, And so we named those two and just named that they are gonna be guiding us through this evening. And one of the ways that we're gonna be doing that, um, one of the famous Fannie Lou Hamer quotes is, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, this is written on her uh, on her tombstone. Uh, and I'm just gonna read a short snippet from the speech that that quote is from, just to, to give us a little bit of context. Um, this is from a speech that she delivered when she was with uh, Malcolm X at a rally at the Williams Institutional CME Church on December 20th, 1964. Um, and this is in reference to uh, racial oppression sort of generally and systemically, um, but specifically voting rights and, um, and harassment from the police. She says, you can always hear this long sob story. You know, it takes time. For 300 years, we've given them time and I've been tired so long. Now I am sick and tired of being sick and tired and we want change. We want a a change in this society and the truth is the only thing that is going to free us. Um, So tonight we're gonna use that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired uh, as a mantra to kind of push us forward towards our breaking point and breaking open. Uh, And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a little game and uh, Latia, are you ready? Are you you good? Sweet, Latia is gonna help me with this. We're gonna go back and forth. And the way this game is gonna work is in your own space, um, you are going to repeat what we say, which is just gonna be I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, And we're gonna say it in different inflections and you wanna copy our inflections and it's just uh, meant to be a little bit playful but also to help us get this into our bodies. Part of the reason why you have that grounding object is so uh, because I'm gonna ask you to be in your body tonight in some different ways. And if you're finding that that that, that maybe is triggering things in you and you need to come back, I encourage you to come back to that object, something that comforts you, take the space you need, turn off your video, whatever you need. This is uh, your health and wellness, our priority over what we're doing here tonight. So just remember that. Um, So we're gonna try playing this game a little bit. All right. We're gonna try. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick
4: and tired of being sick and tired.
0: I am sick and tired of being sick and tired.
4: I'm just. Sick and tired of being sick and
0: tired. All right, so we're gonna try this. All of y'all, I'm gonna say it and Latia's gonna repeat after me with all of you muted in your own spaces. And then Latia's gonna say it some way and I'm gonna repeat after with all of you saying it in your own spaces. Does that make sense? Does that feel clear? Cool, okay. So I'll start and you'll repeat after me and then Latia will go and you'll repeat after Latia. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
4: I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: Go ahead, Latia.
4: I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
4: I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah all right we're gonna do that several more times tonight so get ready for it <laughs> uh, we're gonna do a little bit of a grounding get us in our bodies and at the end of this grounding you're gonna hear a little bit of singing um, from fannie lou hamer and just kind of allow that to wash over you uh, and be with that um, so if you want to close your eyes get settled in your seat Become aware of your breath. And if this is the first breath that you've been aware of today, offer gratitude. Our breath is one of these really direct ways in which we are dependent on the world around us for life it's a reminder of our interdependence, of the fact that we cannot continue without the assistance and the nurture of the elements around us.
5: And we feel
0: the breath as it moves through our body. Imagining the breath as colored light, and as you breathe in, allow that light to go to places in your body where you're holding tension, where there might be pain, where you maybe need a little bit of movement, and allowing your exhale to send that colored light back out and to take any of that discomfort, that tension, anything that's stuck in you that needs to make its way out. And noticing the four parts of our breath, the inhale, climax, exhale, and the small death at the bottom. Before we inhale again, our breath mimicking the cycle of the seasons that movement that always exists in our body. And we remember that our breath ties us into the elements, but it also ties us into the cycles of creation, into the movement of creation. It helps us to exist in tandem with the movement around us. Now, as you listen to Fannie Lou Hamer's voice, allow any last pieces of tension or stress to move out of your body. Try to release any thoughts that are not helpful to you right now and find yourself grounded in this space.
5: And the other one wonders, I used to hear him saying, Keep your land trembling and burning Keep your land trimmed and burning, keep your land trimmed and burning, all the work is most done. Sister, don't get worried, sister, don't get worried, sister, don't don't get worried. All the work is most done. Keep your land, dream and abiding. Keep your land, trim and abiding. Keep your land, trim and abiding. All the work is most done.
0: Now we have a reading of the poem, Affirmation by Asada Shapur.
3: Who's reading that with us?
2: I believe in living. I believe in the spectrum of beta days and gamma people. I believe in sunshine, in windmills and waterfalls, tricycles and rocking chairs. And I believe that seeds grow into sprouts and sprouts grow into trees. I believe in the magic of the hands and in the wisdom of the eyes. I believe in rain and tears and in the blood of ascendant infinity. I believe in life and i have seen the death parade march through the torso of the earth sculpting mud bodies in its path i have seen the destruction of the daylight i'm seeing bloodthirsty maggots prayed to and saluted i have seen the kind become the blind and the blind become the bind in one easy lesson I have walked on cut glass. I have eaten crow and blunder bread and breathed the stench of indifference. I have been locked by the lawless, handcuffed by the haters, gagged by the greedy. And if I know anything at all, it's that a wall is just a wall and nothing more at all. It can be broken down. I believe in living. I believe in birth. I believe in the sweat of love and in the fire of truth. And I believe that a lost ship steered by sick, seasick sailors can still be guided home to port.
0: Um, So we're marking the beginning of spring uh, as the midway point between the winter solstice and the summer solstice. And we do this to align ourselves with the movement of creation, reminding ourselves that we are one small piece. And the movement of the cosmos is all around us and within us. Over the last year, we have been broken down, had our hearts broken, our backs broken, gone from breakneck speed to all hell breaking loose. We've broken trust and we've had our trust broken. And we're coming here now to be broken open, to break out to guide what has been gestating in the light of day, to gather on the precipice of the equinox, to invoke the spirit of spring that guides old life to begin again. We find the breaking place and we endeavor to break through to the other side. As this winter has drawn on complete with skyrocketing COVID numbers and a freeze that kept most of us in Texas, where I am, homebound for a week without basic essentials, there is a feeling of a lull, this kind of final waiting before the spring comes. When seeds are on the edge of leaving their parent plants, they're gifted with a hormone um, that helps them to wait out warm patches that might seem like spring, so that they know how to wait until the time is right to break open and root. Take a deep breath in. and out. This time we're gonna have a big sigh out. We're gonna do what we call a lion breath. So we're gonna take a deep breath in, and when we breathe out, you're just gonna go ah, and really let it all out. So take a deep breath in. Ah. Now we have a reading from Asada, the autobiography of Asada Shakur.
6: My daughter goes over to the bar door that leads to the visiting room. She pulls and she pushes. She yanks and she hits and she kicks the bars until she falls on the floor, a heap of exhaustion. I go over and pick her up. I hold and rock and kiss her. There's a look of resignation on her face that I can't stand. We spend the rest of the visit talking and playing quietly on the floor. When the guard says the visit is over, I cling to her for dear life. She holds her head high and her back straight as she walks out of the prison. She waves goodbye to me, her face clouded and worried looking like a little adult. I go back to my cage and cry until I vomit. I decide that it is time to leave. Hmm.
0: Asada Shakur is one of our contemporary prophets I'm speaking to us of truth and of freedom and of liberation that stands in opposition to uh, the systems and the narratives that were offered from our government and from uh, capitalism. Uh, Shakur, if you don't know, um, was sent to prison for first degree murder of a police officer um, after years of false arrests and long trials orchestrated by the federal government. Uh, trying to get her uh, to uh, to get her off the streets and away from the people to silence her voice. Um, her story is similar, um, as many of us know, to lots of stories that we have heard within the United States. Um, this is what happens to people that stand up and stand in opposition to the systems uh, that uh, that keep powerful people in power. Intimidation, fear, bodily harm, hopelessness, surveillance. We name that these are particularly true for black and indigenous people. And we look to St. Asada to guide us as we encounter our own walls, our own barriers, the fear and intimidation and scarcity that lives inside of us and is kept alive to keep us quiet. We name these barriers inside of us so that we can face them and begin the work of liberation within ourselves. We listen, I'm going to name a few questions to get us started as we go into our groups. And I want you to just listen as I name these questions two or three times, just listen. See what comes up for you, what is stewing for you, Thinking about the places where you have kept hidden from yourself what was wanting to come to fruition, the places where you have avoided accountability, where you could be an instrument for liberation because you had fear or because you were intimidated. Finding these places in ourselves Working to break through our own barriers so that we can do more of the work to break through the barriers in our communities. Where do you find yourself hitting walls? Where are you encountering barriers within yourself? Where do you feel something stirring in you to break through old patterns and behaviors? Where are you beginning to feel the pull to leave your old life and your old ways behind? Where are you hitting walls within yourself? Where are you encountering barriers to your own growth? Where do you feel something stirring in you to break through old patterns and behaviors? Where are you beginning to feel the pull to leave your old life, your old patterns behind? We're gonna go out into our breakout groups. Let's say five minutes, 10 minutes. Maybe we'll try five and see how people feel. Um, And the questions are also in the chat for you to reference. And I'll see you back in a few minutes.
1: Oof, those questions. Yeah. I um I attended a, a workshop this morning that was a like movement-based uh art therapy workshop. And um, the facilitator asked us some similar questions were around. We, we did some movement work and then the facilitator asked us like if there was a certain part of our body that was kind of coming to us that, that hadn't been like tended to in a while. And if that part of the body needed to share something, So this feels, uh, it feels like these two questions are almost, um, in conversation with each other for me. And I was actually surprised that the head was what came forward for me because I feel like, you know, we're always like, oh, I'm living in my head or, you know my head's swimming or, you know, it feels like we're constantly there. So I was like, why is that the part of my body that is coming up right now? But it almost, it felt like my, my head was almost saying like, you, you use us all the time to like figure out, oh, you need to get gas. Like, where are you going to get gas next? Like, like all these like factual, like things you have to do to just like, sometimes like live in this society. But then all of the other ways that like my head also wants to be explored and like my brain and like the emotions and that like my 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 head is like what has also traveled with me through all of of my life experiences and it was it was a very interesting thing that came up of like oh my head is also like yes it's the thing that I can like be living in my head or overthinking things or all those things but it's also where like my story of shame has come from and my story of like happiness has come from, like it, it holds both of these things, um, and I think that like where do you feel barriers to your own growth? I almost am thinking like, oh, I I, I think in some of my journey of trying to become more embodied in my and like and be in my body and like acknowledge that my body is carrying me through in all these ways, uh, it's it's placed me and maybe like my legs or like I can feel tension in my shoulders, but then I forget like oh it's also happening in my head too. I don't need to like also disassociate from my head as well if that even if that makes sense. And so even that, uh, like, what does it mean to view myself as like a full circle um, versus this individual parts? Um, That was kind of what I was thinking about the barrier question as Kimothy shared. Yeah,
2: we're really good at disassociating from our physical body like really really good we have taught ourselves that very well to ignore the signs and signals that um, our body is trying to tell us a lot of the times and there's a lot of reasons for that Um, but it's really like it's really so cool when you can start to listen to your body as like a source of wisdom but like it knows everything it's holding your pain it's holding your trauma it's holding your memory it's holding your joy it's holding you know um yeah that's not an answer to any of those questions but i just enjoy hearing about people um because I know that like I have definitely not listened to my body in a lot of different ways you know and that's so interesting when you start to be like well I guess I should see what's going on there and I love what you said about like we think of our we think of our head has like our brain and our self and like everything is going on up here but also it's like this huge there's a lot of like physical things happening here all the time. So that's like super. I love that that was your experience. Um, I don't know if I have an answer to these questions yet. So I don't know, Chi, or if you have anything. Um,
3: I don't know if I'm reading it too literally. Um, But it reminds me, um, I went to therapy on Thursday night, and um, we talked a lot about validation and internal validation, and how it's easier uh, to validate things in your head than in your heart. Um, And so I think sometimes for me, it's a barrier um, for when I'm trying to think about things logically when I really need to think about things here Um, and I think also it I read it as if you're tired you should rest
1: and being tired is a barrier
2: For for sure
1: Yeah, I, I put this in the chat on Zoom. but I And I texted Kimothy when I saw that the title of the evening for, for their gathering tonight, what they wanted to name. It was a ritual for breaking open. And I had just gotten that tattoo of breaking open. And like, probably if you look at that tattoo, you're like, wait, how does this anything to do with breaking open, Maddie? But it's off of a song lyric from a band that I really like. And the opening line is like, after one long season of waiting, after one long season of wanting, I'm finally breaking open. And then the chorus goes on to talk about like, in this room, I will bloom That's a paraphrase of the, of the chorus, but it's, it's felt like my COVID theme song. Cause it's, I've been in this room, you know, we've been in our perspective rooms, wherever that is zoom room or houses or whatever. And it's felt like this, uh, I think even in this time, I feel like that's been a code. I feel like there's like a COVID room that feels very specific to, and there's been this, uh there's been I think like a cracking open inside of that and I think that's both personally and I think we can also see it in our society too like I mean like we talked about early on I feel like in the pandemic of like there was a curtain that was lifted like you know these injustices were already happening just became more and more apparent of um how certain systems were affecting BIPOC brown and black brown black indigenous people of color like more so than other people and you know yeah, I think that's even some of this like breaking open to I hear, like both in myself and and like, yeah, and at large. I'm, I'm looking at the last question again. Where are you beginning to feel the pull to leave your old life behind? Hmm. Where do you feel something stirring you to break through old patterns and behaviors? I think I've even been thinking about like this old patterns and behaviors too, is like, sometimes I'm like, I want to change everything. And so suddenly I'm like, I'm going to wake up two hours before I normally wake up now and do seven things. And I'm not a morning person. And then I beat myself up for not waking up on time for my alarm that I suddenly thought I'd wake up at 5am for when I usually can barely wake up for my 9am alarm. So even recognizing like, okay, maybe these changes don't have to be an all at once thing, but they can be a a slow progression to like, oh, I will set my alarm for, ch- for like a 10 minutes. And I think that can also count even as like the emotional change too. So I don't have to shame myself for the, like, I need to change everything all of a sudden, throw it all out. But like, how can I add in and build a new, new rituals and regimens for myself for change?
0: Welcome back y'all. let still take a breath together. Let's do another big lion breath with a big ah, at the end of it. So take a deep breath in. Ah. Hmm. Yes. you ready to do some more? I'm sick and tired of me. All right. <laughs> Everybody ready? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm
4: sick and tired of being sick
0: and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and
4: tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm
0: sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and... And tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Hmm.
4: I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: Take a deep breath in. Listen to the words from Fannie Lou Hamer.
7: From the fourth chapter of St. Luke, beginning at the 18th verse. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive and recover the sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them who are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the law. Now the time has come That was Christ's purpose on earth. And we only been getting by by paying our way to hell. But the time is out. When Simon (coughs) Serene was helping Christ to bear his cross up the hill, he said, must Jesus bear this cross alone and all the world go free? He said, no, there's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. This consecrated cross out there. Yes. Till death shall set me free. And then go home. That's right. A crown to wear. Or there's a crown for me. And it's no easy way out.
5: That's right.
7: We just got to wake up and face it for today. And if I can face
5: the issue, you can
0: too. You see? Hmm. Spring is a, a familiar narrative to all of us. We know that what has seemed dead has only been sleeping. We look for birth, we expect blooming. It's not news to us that an eggshell breaks to allow a chick to come into the world or that the butterfly splits their cocoon to emerge in the fullness of new life. We know that the seed must break open to allow the root to grow and begin the work of nurturing new life. The story of spring is growth and rebirth. We know that new life demands the breaking down of walls, the breaking through of barriers, the breaking open of hidden places that have held precious, vulnerable life. We know growth requires that we lean into discomfort, take chances, try and fail. And yet we avoid breaking open. We hide ourselves away from any place where we might be known deeply enough that our calling could be named by those around us. We hold the seeds of a full life in our clenched fists and insist that we are not ready. And yet the spring is here and the seed is hearing the old familiar call to open. The chick is shattering its shell and finding its feet. The world moves through fear, through apathy, towards life. Listen to these questions as you consider the places where you are ready to break open. What has been growing in you that needs to break open and come into fullness? What liberation has been hidden away behind politeness and fear and apathy? How can you challenge yourself to break through the barrier that keeps you comfortable and step into your unique work? What has been growing in you that needs to break open and come into fullness? What liberation has been hidden away behind politeness and fear and apathy. How can you challenge yourself to break through the barrier that keeps you comfortable and step into your unique work? Take a deep breath in and out. We're gonna go back into our breakout groups for a few minutes to share your answers to these questions.
1: I'm just sitting with these questions. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It reminds me of um, Christmas Eve, uh, not mass, uh, open table Christmas Eve and um, how Nick had said, instead of being a peacekeeper, to be a peacemaker, um, is what I read when I read, you know, what liberation has been hidden away behind politeness and fear. Um, maybe, you know, that might mean <clears throat> having uncomfortable conversations with family or friends about something. Um, out of fear of, you know, resentment or someone being mad. Um, Because I know I do that a lot. I don't want to cause, I don't want anyone to be really mad at me. Um, So when I want something or I want to share something, I try to do it in the nicest way possible. But then I don't know if my point really comes across as, you know, what what comes to mind right now is, you know, the the rise in the hate with um, or hate crimes against Asian Americans. And I want to share it a lot and I want to be really mad about it. But then I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm like angry, but I am, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so it's. I don't know. It's just really uncomfortable to be like, gosh, can you really care about this? Cause this is really important to me and it's really messed up and you should care more, but I don't really know how to say that in a really nice way without sounding really angry. Mm. That's what comes to
1: mind for me. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing G. Yeah. I think I've been thinking a lot about how anger is, absolutely okay and how I was raised in a society to view it as not okay and that anger was always this this quote-unquote sin in any form or shape and and that that's not true uh and I think I've been spending a lot of time undoing that both in myself and in interpersonal relationships and also in the ways that like as a white woman a white woman I can also uphold those niceties and like, therefore also uphold like patriarchy and racism and, and by just being like polite and nice in a certain situation. Um, because I think especially like as raised as a woman and like, and as a white woman specifically, there's a way that like, there's a nicety that's like supposed to be performed, I think too. And, um, and there can even be a shame that can come from, not behaving in those ways that you're trying to unlearn. So it's like this, it's not just an, even in the moment thing, but it's like, you know, you might undo some of that stuff. And then it's like later, some of that shame of like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Like in the way that you were maybe socialized or raised to be. And so, yeah, I, I really hear that. I feel like I've, I've been, I've experienced that recently in some interpersonal conversations uh, with some with with some white men and like feeling like very small in the conversation and then yeah and like i'm like what does it mean to have my boundaries and like state my claim not only because of my own stance but also because like by not stating this thing like i'm in a position as a white woman to have this conversation um but also like i've i'm a point of privilege to have this conversation with this white man by like proxy but then at the same time I'm also being put in a smaller position by the by the way this is communicated, and the way that like my silence could also perpetuate the same patriarchy and like whiteness. Uh, yeah, so I, I've been I've been thinking about even some of those niceties too the last few weeks. Thank you for sharing some of that.
2: I literally just had a situation yesterday where like one, someone that I consider like this really awesome person I don't know what to say about like you know he's just uh someone that I like really admire and look up to their work and um what they do and but then knowing that the, the the new piece that they had just been involved with uh was definitely like they needed they needed to be made aware of like where some of this stuff had come from. And like, it was just a weird situation. And I think about that, like what liberation has been hidden away behind politeness and fear and apathy. And so they're definitely like, I definitely was like talking to my husband about, okay, so I know that this needs to be said. Uh, how do I, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Like, how do I do this? And trying to find, you know, how to to talk to someone that I think is really great and also be like, hey, like, did you know that this thing was totally plagiarized? Can we talk about that? Like, that's weird. I don't know. So yeah, and there definitely could have been just like, I don't know. So it was really like, it was really interesting because I definitely still tried to hide behind like politeness. I was still trying to like, not make anyone mad at me or whatever, um, but it was an important thing that needed to happen. So I don't know, that's, um, that's what I think about when I'm thinking about that second question. Um, yeah, and, and what's the difference between seeing something I don't even know how to say that, but there's just a lot to consider. Thanks
5: y'all.
0: I'm going to uh, sing a song that's one that I caught um, and the words are, let me put those in the chat for you. Um, Or actually, is there somebody that could put the words to this in the chat for, for folks? Uh, The words are, we invoke the spirit of spring that guides old life to begin again. We invoke the liberation that guides our breath and restores our song. Um, And so I'm going to sing it. And if you would like to sing it in your own space, feel free. uh, Just keep yourself on mute. Um, And I invite you to either sit and listen and allow this to be a meditative moment or participate and join with us uh, and allow your voice to Um, to carry and embolden the words.
8: We invoke the spirit of spring that guides old life to begin again. We invoke the liberation that guides our breath and restores our song. We invoke the spirit of spring that guides old life to begin again. We invoke the liberation that guides our breath and restores our song. We invoke the spirit of spring that guides old life to begin again. We invoke the liberation that guides our breath and restores our song. We invoke the spirit of spring that guides old life to begin again. We invoke the liberation that guides our breath and restores our song. We invoke the spirit of spring that guides all life to begin again. We invoke the liberation that guides our breath and restores our soul we invoke the spirit of spring that guides all life to begin again we invoke the liberation that guides our breath and restores our So.
0: Now we are going to play our I'm in sick and tired game again. This is the last time we're going to play it. Uh, And this time I am encouraging you and you, if you want to turn off your video, that's okay. I'm encouraging you to stand up, give yourself a little bit of space, allow yourself to move a little bit. See what happens when you let this kind of come into your body in a tangible way. Um, And even if you want to unmute yourselves, we can get a good cacophony of noise going and really, uh, really let it build. Uh, That's up to you if you want to be heard or not. Um, But we're going to, we're going to still play the same game. So I'll say it and y'all repeat. And then Latia will say it and we'll repeat. Uh, And we'll do that a few times and really uh, try to let this build and allow that energy to build uh, and moving us towards that breaking place. Um, There are breakout rooms available. If you go down to the very bottom where it says breakout rooms, you can click on that and you can choose to go into room one or two. You can manually do that yourself if you want to. Um, If as you start moving around, things start coming up in your body and you need to step away for a minute, but wanna be able to come right back, That's how you will do that. So if that's a space that you need, that is available to you. Um, So we're going to do this. Uh, We're going to play our sick and tired game. And then we're going to listen to uh, Fannie Lou Hamer sing a little bit more. Um, And when she sings, try to allow the energy that builds, as we're saying, the sick and tired um, to guide you and to move you and to just see what your body is wanting to to work out, to move, um, allow her voice to, to guide you in that. Here we go. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired.
4: I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired. Tired of being sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being
5: sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being sick
4: and tired. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired
4: I am sick and tired of being sick and tired I am sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired! I am sick
4: and tired of being sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired.
0: I am sick and tired, of being sick and tired. Okay, last one, Latia. You and me, let's do last one. I am sick I'm, and tired of I being be. sick and tired. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Last
4: one, Latia, it's all you. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired.
7: I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Woke up this morning with my mind.
5: deep
0: breath in. Do a big sigh out. Ah, Shake it out a little bit. We named the patron saints of unapologetic black femme liberation and remember Fannie Lou Hamer's promise that until I am free, you are not free either. We recognize the seeds of liberation. We name Asada Shakur who lives her liberation in exile and reminds us that justice is not carceral or punitive. Punitive. She inspires us to break the systems and institutions that oppress. We name Fannie Lou Hamer who guides us as an ancestor and invites us to speak truthfully without compromise. She offers guidance to those who would break open the systems of oppression within ourselves. We name the ones who came before and after them in the movement for black liberation. We honor those who were silenced, whose names we may never know. We honor those we know by naming them here. Feel free to unmute yourself and name some of the uh, words.
1: and name some of the. Cut off. I'm sorry, Oh, fee.
0: Name. Uh, We name people uh, that are workers for Black liberation. We name Malcolm X. We name Fred Hampton. We name Ella Baker.
7: Rosa Parks.
0: We name Sandra Bland. We name Bree
3: Newsom. We name
1: John Lewis.
4: We name Howard Thurman.
1: We name Brianna Taylor.
0: Many others who are not named. We speak these words out loud that they would embolden us with truth and an unquenchable thirst for collective liberation. Take a deep breath in and out. Amen. Thanks y'all for joining me tonight. I really appreciate you being with me in this ritual space. I'll turn it back over to Maddie.
1: Can we give American Sign Language clapping to Kimothy for joining us this evening? Thanks so much, Kimothy, for giving us that ritual space tonight.